The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's for Pharrell on the bench, coast to coast in the biggest way possible. Hanging the bad seed, broken eight, a bad apple with a bad attitude, hanging around a bunch of bad actors, bad taste, bad luck, bad dude, bad breath, bad attention, bad vibes. We are live in the Ferrella Palatial right across the river from Through the Woods. And you know what Granny's doing, don't you? She's got out that 25% fruit pie, bam, when she's drinking shots of JMO in New York City. The Big Apple, people dressed in plastic bags, directing traffic, some kind of fashion, shake it up, should do me. All my friends that come around, flat to flat to party up, rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown, what a mess, this town's down, and my friends splattered all over Manhattan, should do me, shake it up. Hey, what's gigging? I'm Pharrell with Carver High, Mafia, LTN, running it from Kansas City, Mo, where the Chiefs now have the best record in the NFL and the AFC and the number one seed, and the entire LTN staff right now is giving me the finger. They're all wearing Chiefs masks over their big noses and big mouths and big ideas and big dreams. Screw you. All right. Let's start with the uh, birthday (laughs) roll call. Oh, that's it. Lovely. Swearing. Swearing at me now in my ear. All right. Okay. Get it all out. Uh Uh-huh. F this. F you. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Fantastic. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Yeah, you and yours. All right, uh, DK Metcalf, 23 today. Uh, Robert Spillane of the Steelers, who hurt his knee last week, 25. Robert Covington, Blazers, 30. Nick Batum, 32. Also, Kyle Shanahan, 41 today. Craig Biggio, 55. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Cousin Sal will join us. Uh, to talk about all the betting problems on Sunday, pain day, NFL style. The Bills whacked the Steelers on Sunday night in the below. 26-15, big second half from Allen and Diggs. Chiefs struggle up 30-10 to to barely win against the Dolphins, the backdoor cover for Miami. Bucks get back on track after the bye and beat the Vikings 26-14. Colts destroy the poser Raiders in Vegas. Raiders are finished. 
Eagles upset the Saints behind Jalen Hurts. Packers now the number one seed in the NFC after the win in Detroit. Washington now number one in the NFC East after their win over the Niners. The Giants, big loss to Arizona in East Rutherford. Seahawks embarrassed the Jets. Cowboys win a game over the Bengals. Browns and Ravens tonight on the Monday Nighter in Cleveland at the Dog Pound. LSU upsets Florida, a crazy game. How about the shoe-throwing penalty? Dan Mullen, head coach, talks about it today and takes shots at Ohio State after the loss. Apparently, Dan doesn't like losing very much, takes his ball and goes home and blames others around him. Dabo Swinney dismisses the SEC, saying ACC protecting top teams is nonsense. UNC embarrasses my Miami Canes at Hard Rock. Oh, my God, was that painful to watch. Painful. Auburn beats Mississippi State after the game. In honor of the win, they fired Gus Malzahn. Thanks for coming. USC, a crazy comeback win over UCLA. I told you that game was going to be great on Coast to Coast, and it was wild all the way to the last play. USC will play Oregon in the Pac-12 title game because Washington has a bunch of players with the covid Iowa beats Wisconsin easily. Coastal Carolina survives the Scarrett Troy scores late to win. Sarah Fuller with a couple of PATs. Nice job by her and Vandy. We welcome in all of our radio affiliates, coast to coast, top to bottom, east to west. Don't forget the coup, the takeover. We start the Sports Grid Radio Network on Sirius XM, January 7th, channel 204. Get a tattoo, put it on your fridge. Put it on your girlfriend's forehead. Whatever you got to do, write it down. Don't forget, it starts January 7, Channel 204. Also on Mighty or 1090 in San Diego and all of Southern California. Yeah, yeah. Good to have you with us. I'll see you tonight on the bench. Don't forget Sports Grid Radio overnights for all on the bench. Sports Rage, Bagels, Bad Beats. Brian Blessing, 2 to 4 Eastern, 11 to 1 Pacific out of Vegas with the lunchtime heavy. Uh, action coming out of Sin City. Anyway, Vandy's going to hire Notre Dame D.C. Clark Lee as the head coach. Army beats Navy. Uh, that was a great scene at West Point on Saturday. Arizona, you knew it was coming. We were on the air when they lost 70-7 to to Arizona State. I said, he's fired. I was surprised he made it till the next day. I thought they'd fire him uh, at the airport. Lovey Smith fired at Illinois. We'll hear from Josh Whitman, their AD you've never heard of. <laughs> Oklahoma State crushes Baylor. Wild finish to Ball State, Western Michigan. I think Western Michigan got screwed. That was an unbelievable scene. That was a crazy play. You pull that off. That was better than Stanford Cal. I mean, did you see that? I mean, that was crazy, Carver. Tom Herman staying at Texas, even though they don't want him. Liberty coach Hugh Freeze gets the Hanta. That's COVID. BYU beats San Diego State but doesn't cover. Bama rolls Arkansas. That was ugly. Butch Jones, remember him? He's now the head coach at Arkansas State. Indiana, Purdue, Old Oak, and Bucket will be Friday night this week, and Indiana will spank Purdue's ass. Miami, Georgia Tech canceled Saturday. Thank God so I don't have to watch the Canes play again and look like they did on Saturday. Swing and a miss. Chubba Hubbard opts for the uh, NFL draft. He's done at Oklahoma State. Nice time to pull out when you got a great team you're playing on. Honestly, dude, just finish the season. What's the problem, Candy ass? Uh, how about Keontae Johnson? Carried off after collapsing during a Gators basketball game over the weekend. He's now in a uh, coma. A coma. He was in ICU. A critical condition now in a coma. We'll talk about everything. Notre Dame beat Kentucky. Missouri upsets Illinois. Nate Oates apologizes and backtracks to Coach K. How lame are you that you say it and then backtrack, you femme? Honestly, you got to stick to your guns. 
Cleveland will drop the Indians' nickname. McCann and the Mets a done deal. We'll talk UFC 256. Adam Kaplan will join us on our NFL uh, skinny on the Monday night and everything that happens Sunday across the league. It's coast to coast. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. All right, Pharrell, back on Coast to Coast. We're ready for Cousin Sal uh, to break down all the gambling pain from Sunday across the NFL. Uh, Sal, good to see you. Hey, your Cowboys finally won a game. I know they're not going anywhere, but it had to be a relief after suffering through this season. Whoa, whoa, whoa. what do you mean not going anywhere? They are winning this division. No, you're right. You're right. They're not going anywhere. That uh, That was nice. We got a defensive touchdown. We celebrated for a minute. Um, Zeke still doesn't look like himself. I'm glad the Red Rifle can go back into his hometown or whatever his former team and get uh, take care of business. But uh, like you said, it's uh, it's all for naught. We move down in the draft order, if uh, anything. So it hurt him at the end of the day. What did you think of the uh, Bills? I actually was on the Bills to beat my Steelers Sunday night, and they handled their business uh, in the below. I feel bad for you. The last time we spoke, the Steelers were kicking off against Washington. You ha- you still had your bye, and then six days later, you blew it all, right, to Buffalo. It was a tell of like, two games. I thought you were going to have a 7-3 lead at half, and then that pick six and Big Ben, and they're still dropping balls on him. I can't believe it. And I, I don't know. I, I feel bad for him, but as long as you can't run the ball, um, I think it's going to be trouble in January. Do you agree? I mean, you're averaging like 47, 50 yards on the ground in the last seven weeks. Well, I think, uh, you know, obviously they have problems, and I think they, uh, you know, I, I thought they'd lose to Buffalo. That, that'd that be the first game they'd lose. I think the Indy game and the Browns game aren't going to be any easier. I think the Bengals game will be. I was surprised they blew a 14-zip lead with Washington, but last night yeah. uh, they got beat by a better team. Uh, that same team basically that went into Pittsburgh last year and kicked their ass did it to them again. And I'm sure yeah. a lot of people think that the Bills are uh, the second best team in the AFC. And I think it doesn't matter how you line them up, uh, whether it's Pittsburgh, Buffalo, or whoever, the Titans, you name it. I think they're all uh, underneath the Chiefs, don't you? 
Isn't it weird, though, the Chiefs have, and Patrick Mahomes has one of his worst outings with three interceptions. In fact, when you check on Fandle, his MVP odds went from minus 550 to only minus 250 right now. And yet, they kind of still dominated that game, right? On fourth and two, you had no doubt that he was going to complete a pass. Uh, Kelsey is another 138 yards or something, back-to-back games with that amount. Uh, just phenomenal. I think that offense clicks whenever it wants, and Patrick Mahomes controls that game. And uh, they should have covered against the Dolphins. I think take three knees instead of doing that nonsense. I got a penalty added 40 seconds. And uh, Miami was able to come back down. And Flores did the right thing, kicking the field goal on second down and then going for the onside kick. But uh, a nasty backdoor cover by two in the Dolphins, huh? Uh, it was awful. I wanted to hurl. Uh, do you think uh, <laughs> that Kansas City, when they were up 30 to 10, basically laid down? Yeah, I think they got a little complacent, which, um, you know, I, I, that defense is a little suspect anyway. So to ask them to play for four quarters is a, is a tall task. But, yeah, it does seem, if you look at every final score, it does seem like they're struggling against the Raiders, win or lose, against Denver, against uh, the Dolphins, as we saw yesterday. But like you said, come January, it's a matter of who could beat them, right? Whether it's the Bills, the Steelers. I like the Colts. I don't know if we're going to talk about the Colts, but I think the Colts, despite the fact that Phil Rivers is kind of like uh, it's hit or miss what you're getting with them. I think their offense is stepping up. I think their defense is good. They can pressure the homes with just their front four. They don't have to send extra guys and they win on the road. That's the kind of thing a team I think could maybe upset them. You might be right. Uh, did you uh, think that that was the end of the Raiders yesterday at the hands of the Colts? Uh, we can wash them out of the scene. I think so. I mean, a lot of it depends on if the Ravens win tonight, because then it's the Ravens and Dolphins uh, battling but for that seventh spot. But, um, yeah, the Raiders, what have they done? They've lost by, like, four touchdowns to Atlanta. They should have lost to the Jets. We've seen enough. They fired their defensive coordinator, Gunther, and Rob Marinelli, the uh, former Cowboy guy, is in there now. But I don't know. I don't know if Gruden's working them too hard. I don't know what it is. They've lost their identity um, you know, which was once uh, Jacobs in the backfield, and now he's like a non-factor. I don't even know that he wanted to play yesterday. But, yes, I would say that they're done. I mean, it's like their uh, their defense uh, is invisible, too. They're not stopping anybody anymore. So uh, what did you think of uh, the Bucks getting back on track after the bye? They look pretty good, all things being equal, at home against the Vikes. That killed me, though. I had the Vikings. I bought it up to seven and a half. I thought I was the smartest guy in the world. That that ending was well, not even the ending, but just that game. I was never so angry as a kick at a kicker that wasn't on my team than I was with Dan Bailey. I mean, for three hours, I was cursing that guy. They should have covered that spread. And then the weird pass interference for what are we doing? We call him P.I. on uh, on Hail Mary's now to end the half, because that's interesting if we're going to start doing that. It's going to make for uh, some uh, lousy football, I think. I thought the Bucks got lucky to cover, but, yeah, they kind of went about their business. A little lethargic coming out of the bye, but uh, Brady did his thing, and it was enough to beat the Vikings. So that was the second time that uh, Bailey has melted down in the last couple of weeks. Uh, How is that guy? Is he still on that team today? Did they not cut him today? Like, are you kidding me? I don't think I haven't heard that they've cut him, but they, he, something's not right, right? Something's wrong with him, so he's got to be cut. There's, first of all, there's got to be better options out there. But you know, even the week before, Pharrell, they they ran Dalvin Cook down to the one inch line before a false start forced them to kick a field goal to win that game in overtime. I think it was against Jacksonville, right? Carolina, right. Jacksonville, I don't know, one of those teal teams. But anyway, it was uh, 
yeah, it was a win. Uh, yeah, they can't rely on that guy anymore. And these January games, December games, are going to come down to field goals probably. Yeah, they got to get rid of him. He was a disaster. And it was the Jaguars that he had a really bad game there. And then this one was even worse. I'm surprised they let him on uh, the bus after the game, like uh, to the airport. Yeah. I thought they would have just told him to get his own flight home. Uh, Eagles upset the Saints. What did you think of Jalen Hurts? Oh, man. Well, that was weird, right? Because it had been 55 games since the Saints had allowed a 100-yard rusher, and then they allowed two to the Eagles. One was Miles Sanders. The other was Jalen Hurts. Uh, so it was the defense that kind of let him down. But that's kind of where we wanted to see with Taysom Hill. Can he come back from 10 nothing? Can he come back from 17 nothing? And the answer was no. They got a fluky thing at the end with the Hurts uh, trying to run the ball out, and he fumbles. But uh, they made it closer than, than it was. But uh, I don't think the Eagles are going anywhere. Of course, it's the whole thing about Carson Wentz. Is it worth it to trade him? Um, are they able to trade him? But um, it speaks volumes more about the Saints and um, their durability. Now, Drew Brees comes back, what? He's eligible, I think, next week. But they said Christmas week is more likely. But I don't see them catching the Packers. Packers have an easy schedule. I don't see them catching them in that number one slot, which is coveted now because there's not two buys. So the Packers have the number one seed. Does Rodgers have the MVP now after all of uh, Mahomes' problems? It's so close. Like I said, it was minus 250 for Mahomes. Now it's like plus plus 200, plus two and a quarter for Rodgers. I, I, they, nobody wants to give this team credit. Like they, I think it's because they play in a division that's lackluster, right? Vikings and Bears are kind of still in it, but not really. Lions are five and eight. They're really out of it. With, you know, Stafford's probably not even – coming back now for a while. Who knows what's going to be. But the Packers just beat up on teams in front of them. They have a good win against the Saints. Otherwise, not a lot of quality wins on the schedule. But if you have to go into Lambeau in December and January, it's much different. I don't care if there's two fans or 50,000 fans. It's going to be a, a tough task for some of these road teams. What do you think of the Giants, uh, how they uh, flopped on Sunday at home and Washington took over that division uh, with a nice win? You know, but I, I just, as a Cowboys fan, I need to defend myself. And everyone's like, oh, Mike McCarthy, uh, I bet you wish you had Jason Garrett back. I'm like, no, everybody loves Joe Judge and all oh, the Giants play for Joe Judge. Guess what Joe Judge did? He deflected from the fact that Jason Garrett uh, leads the 15th best offense in the NFC. There's only 16 teams, Scott, right? So that that's not very good. And we saw that yesterday. Danny Dimes, not himself. You're going to have some games when Goldman has like 80, 90 yards, but it didn't matter. Uh, and the uh, I saw Arizona kind of looked like their old self, right? If Kyle Murray's going to run the ball and extend plays, then maybe they're a good team. Maybe they can make some noise uh, during the playoffs. But yeah, the Giants now, the Washington is minus 285 doing that division. You'd be crazy. I, I think, how about anyone who could start a quarterback two straight games takes it? Real fast, uh, who do you like tonight, Browns or Ravens? I'm going Ravens. I think they need it more. Buy off the three, get it to two and a half. My man, Cousin Sal, brother, good to see you. See you next week. See you, buddy. Thanks. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We're going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Pearl Backman, uh, Coach to Coast, Carver High. Let's start with college football, sir. Yes, let's start there, Scotty. It was a kind of a quiet weekend, but there was one major, major upset, and that, of course, was the Florida Gators at home against LSU. Uh, they lose the game on a late field goal. They, and then they missed one. They did have an opportunity. Uh, the key moment in the game, Scotty, one of the Florida defensive backs gets a stop on third down. About a minute left. Uh, they would have punted, and the kid had the LSU's receiver shoe in his hand, threw it down the field, and the ref gave him a 15-yard unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. That put LSU well within range to finish the game off. Let's start, uh, Scotty, by listening to Florida coach Dan Mullen, who, of course, had to defend the shoe-throwing incident during the game. It's a shame, you know. I mean, when you, I, I went back to watch the play and, you know, he made the tackle and, the, you know, I mean, part of part of the football move, the kid's shoe was in his hand and he kind of threw it and jumped and celebrated with his teammates. So it's, it's pretty unfortunate in that situation. Oh, please, you know, dude. I don't think there was any – uh, intent to taunt, and oh, wasn't, he didn't. You know, it was like he was thrown at their sideline, oh, doing any of that. It was up. huge play. He thought pops possibly a game-winning oh, play, God, and threw a shoe and to celebrate with his teammates, and an, an oh, unfortunate penalty. And so, uh, oh, God. you know, I think uh, I, I think that stuff um, really a, an, an unfortunate situation more than you know, <laughs> and, 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 a, and a mistake instead of somebody really trying to. Um, you're pathetic. Disrespect the game or taunt the opponent or anything. Oh, like yeah. No, no. Oh, no, no. Uh, you are absolutely tripping, dude. I mean, Dan Mullen, just stop and listen to yourself how absolutely stupid and pathetic you sound defending the kid who grabbed the kid's shoe and threw it 30 yards down the field. Stop yourself. You're ridiculous. You're pathetic. I mean, that was the – I haven't even listened to that until now. I mean, that was laughable listening to this guy. You are, I mean, oh, my God. That may have been the worst soundbite I've ever listened to in my life. Him trying to defend that stupid-ass player of his that heaved that kid's shoe down the field, and he deserved the 15-yard penalty. If it would have happened, shoe on the other foot, no pun intended. I'm sure Dan would have something to say about the game then, wouldn't he? He'd be complaining about the LSU player doing it until the cows come home because he wasn't done there. He cried about Ohio State after the game, too. You are a wussy, dude. Does your wife push you around, too, at home? I bet she does. 
My yeah, God, Cole, that was embarrassing, Carver. I can't even listen to it. It, it was bad. Cole Taylor was the uh, the defensive back who picked up the idiot and threw idiot. it for Florida. You're right. Mullen wasn't done. Not only did he defend Cole uh, there talking about the shoe, but he also had something to say about Ohio State, Scotty, because uh, Florida and the SEC now, after this team losing, is basically saying, well, you know, we're we're playing all our games. We're playing 10 games, and we're basically getting penalized for it, and a, an upset loss has happened, and Ohio State's going to walk into the playoff after playing six games. So Dan Mullen was not happy about that. He had some thoughts saying that that wasn't very fair. And that also kind of spilled over, Scotty, to SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey, who kind of said the ACC protected their teams. Uh, his conference, they all played 10 games. Everybody, you know, it's an equal playing field. ACC kind of hid Clemson and Notre Dame this past weekend uh, when they canceled their games to get them ready for the title game. Here, Scotty, Clemson head coach Dabo Sweeney, he says, hold on now. That is not at all what happened. We are not hiding anything. We're always ready to play. Here's Dabo. If the ACC was trying to really protect Clemson and Notre Dame, why would we even play the game this week? I mean, if six wins can get you in the playoffs, shouldn't nine get you there? Shouldn't 10 get you there? I mean, so if the ACC was really trying to protect Clemson Notre Dame, we wouldn't even play this game. But, and that's not what we're about. We want to crown a worthy champion. It's going to be an awesome game. You know, it's going to be awesome. I, I, I would have loved to have played this past weekend. I've been no, I had no problem with that. I didn't make that decision. I had no problem. We, we wanted to play when we were down in Tallahassee. You're about to get on a bus and go play. Uh, so I had, you know, things happen just like it has all over the place. Look, they played Notre Dame with the uh, star backup. They did a great job. He did a great job. They, you know, Notre Dame had to work to win that game. I'll tell you that much. Go back to Dan Mullen for a second, though. Let me get this straight. So they, they've lost twice, right? Correct. Shut up. Just shut your mouth. You you know what? Now you're going to lose three yeah. times because you're going to get your ass beat by Alabama in that game too. So check your nonsense at the door, Dan. Like, I just lost all respect for that guy as a coach with that pathetic rambling about the kid that threw the shoe and his thoughts on Ohio State. Look, I, I hate Ohio State more than you, Dan. Way more. But here's a newsflash for you. They don't lose. You do lose. Not only once, twice. You're going to lose three times. Isn't that like strike three, you're out? Shut up. Right. Just shut up. Yeah. Oh, my his, God. His How main, pathetic is Dan Mullen? I hope we got great main, sound clips of me today talking about this guy's pathetic, weak-ass comments like a, like a little child talking after the game. Oh, my God, dude. Like, honestly, go to church or something. Go, go confess your sins. Go talk to a priest. Get a shrink. You need one. You're crazy, dude. His main argument basically being that game with LSU that he lost on Saturday night was a rescheduled game. That game was canceled because of COVID back in October, and they rescheduled it for this past weekend, whereas Ohio State has had games canceled, and they did not have to play them again, and they're still going to get in the playoff. So that well, ruins Florida's chance of playing. They could Basically, he was saying, we should have right. not played this game. And we would have still had one loss going into the Alabama game with a chance to get in the playoff. Now that game has no juice, Scotty. They were well, going to get whacked anyway. It didn't matter what happened on Saturday. They Indiana, anyway. like they're going to play the game of Purdue anyway, aren't they? They're going to they're going to play yeah. that game and and risk losing. Just stop. I mean, it's so pathetic.
It, it is. It, it, it is ridiculous. Uh, new college football playoff poll comes out uh, tomorrow night. Uh, can't wait to see. Uh, nothing will change. I mean, none of the four teams, half of them didn't even play. So there you go. Uh, more stuff from the weekend. What an awful job by the U, Scotty. They got absolutely uh. embarrassed at Hard Rock by North Carolina. It was so bad. North Carolina was up 40 or 50 points, and they were calling wide receiver passes to the quarterback, Sam Howell, basically dancing on Miami in the end zone. Disgraceful performance by Manny Diaz and his crew. I'm still wearing my cane shoes after the loss. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm still wearing them. It was so bad I can't get my cleats off. I mean, it was so embarrassing. It was just awful. Like, honestly, I've had more fun in a hospital gurney. It was the worst. I, I talked to some of my friends, uh, Kane's friends, and I said, I don't know what was worse, losing to Louisiana Tech 29 nothing, or getting your ass beat by North Carolina at Hard Rock. I think Saturday was worse. I mean, they just throttled them. It was so bad. At halftime, I called for a, an IV at my house. <laughs> Auburn beat Mississippi State, but that wasn't really the story, Scotty. The story was yesterday when they fired Coach Gus Malzahn and they had to pay him a cool $21 million buyout. 21 mil to fire Gus Malzahn, Scotty. Not bad if you can get it, huh? Uh, USC had a crazy comeback win over UCLA. That game was wild. They will now play Oregon in the Pac-12 title game on Friday. They were supposed to play Washington, Scotty. They're undefeated. But Washington is Washington is out of that game because of COVID. So USC will try to finish the season undefeated 6-0 when they play Oregon on Friday night. If they did that, should they, like Ohio State, if they're going to be 6-0 and and so is Ohio State, why can't they be up there in the college football playoffs, Scotty? Because no one respects USC at all to begin with. So, And they haven't for years. Uh, the last three or four years they've been talking about Urban Meyer taking over for Helton. Uh, instead of just playing football and trying to, you know, build the program and get some national recognition. They don't matter, uh, even though they're a really good football team. Uh, but I still think uh, Notre Dame would beat their ass, and I think Ohio State would beat their ass. I think they're undefeated because they play candy-ass teams. I agree with that 100%. Iowa beats Wisconsin in a snowstorm. Nice job by them. Coastal Carolina had a scare at Troy, but they did win the game. Vandy, uh, Sarah Fuller finally got in the game, Scotty, and kicked a couple of extra points. First woman to score points in a Power 5 game. Vandy is going to steal Notre Dame defensive coordinator Clark Lee away from my Irish. He's done a really nice job the last few years. What do you think of the Army-Navy game? A little boring at times, but what a scene up there at West Point. Nice job by Army finishing that game off and covering. Great uh, great job for uh, Clark Lee to go from winning to losing and find out what that's all about <laughs> in his life with his wife and kids. Uh, he got a nice little house in Nashville, a nice gig, a lot of money, and then he's going to lose every single week until he's fired four years later because all they do at Vandy is lose. And then uh, Army... I just love betting on Army against Navy. I laid the seven, and they, they won the game. They handled their business. They covered. Uh, it's always a great scene in uh, West Point, uh, especially when it's overcast, gloomy, and uh, dark, and just like uh, the whole atmosphere there was kick-ass for Army-Navy per usual. Arizona fired Kevin Sumlin on Saturday after that embarrassing 70-7 to loss. I don't understand why he wasn't fired Friday night at halftime 
right. they were getting their ass beat by by their rival. I just couldn't couldn't believe the scene there in Tucson. Lovey Smith is out as Illinois coach. We were going to hear from AD Josh Whitman, but honestly, Scotty, um, who cares? Because it's Illinois. Oklahoma State crushed Baylor. Uh, how about the wild finish? You mentioned it. Western Michigan and Ball State looked like the Stanford Cal play. People were running on the field. It would have counted, Scotty, except one of those laterals was a forward pass. Yeah, well, if they let the uh, Tennessee Titans have a touchdown with the Music City Miracle, <laughs> they should have let Western Michigan uh, count that touchdown because that was the craziest football play I've ever seen. It was better than Stanford Cal. Western Michigan deserved to win the game. I don't care what anybody at Ball State says. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, so explain this, Carver High, to me because I thought – you know, I, I thought that was the craziest play I've ever seen. I, I've seen typical uh, responses that is the, you know, Stanford Cal game and everything else. We've seen the Miami Canes pull it off against Duke. But that that was the wildest one with Western Michigan. Not only that, but the Ball State, the entire team ran on the field. It wasn't like the band was out there. They rushed the field on a fumble. They thought they'd recovered the loose ball fumble, and they all ran on the field. And then they just kind of were standing in the middle of the field in the way. And then they managed to finagle their way through that and still score. And then there's no penalty on on Ball State for anything. They just let them win. That was absolute BS. Those refs were terrible. As usual, the refs ruined the game. Now, look, there might have been, whether there was a forward pass or not, the guy ran through the crowd, and the ref followed him. They showed the ref follow the player down the sideline. He calls touchdown when the guy crosses the goal line. So the play was alive. There was a billion people on the field. I don't understand how there wasn't, like, a bench penalty or something on the Ball State sideline for having a billion people come on the field. Did you see? Did you see ran the play over. Okay, so did you see the forward lateral at any point? It, it, I, it was pretty close. It looked like it was a forward lateral. But, what but was the, why wasn't there? Yeah. What was uh, worse, the Tennessee Titans no, against the nothing's Bills? Nothing's ever that? worse. Nothing's ever worse than the Music City Massacre. Nothing's ever worse. Because that one was, that was, that was three the yards forward. That was that three was the yards worst forward. Call. That was the worst forward lateral I've ever seen in my life that wasn't called, was the Tennessee-Buffalo 1999 wildcard game. Nothing will ever so pass you, that. So how do you call that against Western Michigan when no one can even tell you which play with, where the forward lateral was? Yeah, it was, it was a wild – I think that the refs at that point, everybody char- – I think they just wanted out of there. I think oh, they just said they forget suck. it. Uh, the forward lateral refs. didn't happen. I hope um, they all have a lousy other- Christmas, those refs. All of them, every single one of them, and including the refs in the in the Nevada um, San Jose State game Friday night, they deserve to be fired as well. They did an awful job in that Nevada San Jose State game, which bothered me till the late night hours on Friday night. Tom Herman will return as the Texas coach next year. Uh, Liberty coach Hugh Freeze uh, gets COVID, Scott. He tested positive for that. Now he's in talks for some of these job openings around. Side note for you here: Do you know what name I heard would get the Liberty job if Hugh Freeze left? And I cannot believe it. Your boy, Art Bryles. Imagine letting him coach a team again. Art Bryles is in the mix to be the Liberty coach. Wait, wait, wait a minute. 
Now, remember that Art Bryles ran the greatest sex scandal in college football history, rapes all over campus, documented, and now he's going to go coach the Christian school? I mean, what? Uh, yes. what did he find God or something now, all this time uh, off? He might have. Maybe he did. Um, but his name has popped up. If Hugh Freeze oh, gets please. a job, that Mark Wilde will be in the mix for Liberty job. No, BYU no, beats San Diego him. State. They, they probably won't. BYU I mean, that's beats like San hiring Diego State. Satan. That's like hiring <laughs> Satan to be the head coach at the Christian school. It could be. He could be born again. He could be. He could be oh, back. He's you know stop. every. Sins have been forgiven, Scotty. Uh, BYU beat San Diego State Saturday. Only reason I mention this, BYU has accepted a bid to play in the Boca Raton Bowl against UCF. What a fall from grace. Two weeks ago, BYU was going to play in a big bowl, and now they're going to Boca Raton to take on UCF in the Boca Raton game. Nice job, BYU. Don't ever make fun (laughs) of Boca Raton, son. I live down there. There's nothing against Boca it's better than Long Island on a Wednesday when you get a foot and a half of snow, okay? Listen, they got no problem with Boca, and that's probably why BYU took the game. They wanted to get out of Utah for a week. Uh, right. Indiana and Purdue rescheduled for Friday night. Miami, Georgia Tech canceled on Saturday. Chuba Hubbard has left Oklahoma State, quit on his team. He's going to go get ready for the draft. Uh, let's get to college rack, Scotty. Uh, really scary scene on Saturday afternoon. Florida's Keontae Johnson stretchered off after collapsing in that Gators game against FSU on Saturday. Uh, He's in critical but stable condition at the hospital, and he's in a medically induced coma, according to his family. Really scary scene for Johnson. Like, I don't know if you saw it, but he uh, he was like – walking out of the timeout and he just collapsed and his face just smacked off the floor. It was very scary. And then when they put him on that stretcher, uh, they had all those cameras on him and you could see that he was completely unconscious and his whole face was drooped off. It was like he, um, you know, it was almost like he died or had a massive stroke. It was like the craziest thing ever for a young stud athlete. Like, and he's their best player. So I have a hard time believing, like, he has to, like, hope he survives at all. Yeah. Obviously, his family and, you know, God and everything else is watching over him. Hopefully, he uh, lives. But I have a hard time believing if he survives, if anyone's going to ever let him get back on a basketball court after seeing that happen. Like, what, are you going to let him go play again? I wouldn't let that guy play again for, you know, not not this year after what I just saw happen. No, very scary scene. Hopefully he's going to be okay. Break up Mike Bray and the Irish. How about a win at Lexington at Rupp on Saturday afternoon over Calipari? Nice job, Coach Bray. They blew a 24-point lead, but they did get it done at the end, they and they beat Kentucky. What a start for Kentucky, Scotty. One and four. Uh, Kentucky and Duke, both off to shaky starts here. Two of the Blue Bloods. But you so know, what? Scotty, it doesn't matter. They'll be in the NCAA tournament anyway. So what is the difference? They'll both be there at the end of the day. Missouri be uh, upset. Nah, they'll be, they'll get it going in conference play. They'll, they'll both make the tournament. They always listen. Do. If they weren't gonna let in a, a you know teams that are twenty and ten in the NCAA tournament last year, all I heard about was Indiana's not getting in at twenty and ten. If they're gonna lose ten games and not get in, you've already lost four. And you're going to tell me they're going to get in with, what, 10, 12, 13 losses? I mean, they just kiss Kentucky's ass in the NCAA basketball scene like no other. And Duke's even worse. Like, Duke could lose 40 games and they'd be a number one seed. 
I mean, it is unbelievable wow. the treatment they got. This guy Shashevsky. And how about that wuss bag oats? Uh, backing down from what yeah. he said last week. Now I can't stand him. I liked him last week, and now I hate him I dead know. forever. He's on the list now. What a bad job by Nate. We praised him on Friday, and then he what said over the weekend, loser. I called. Yeah, how about this? He said, I called Coach K to apologize, and he graciously returned my call and talk to me like Nate, honestly, dude, you, you, went from a, you, you went from a hero to a zero in a span of 24 hours. Mizzou upset Illinois Saturday night. Nice job by them. NC state and Louisville got postponed with COVID issues. Gonzaga and Baylor still at the top of the uh, AP top 25. We do have some college rack games tonight, Scotty. Here are a couple of choices for you. The big game is Marquette and Creighton. Very good game in the Big East. You've also got Nevada and San Diego. Not San Diego State, but San Diego, the Toros. North Colorado against Colorado. And Pepperdine and UNLV. Big slate tonight, Scotty. Yeah, I kind of like Northern uh, Colorado to cover that uh, 13 and a hook. I got it at 14 and a hook. And uh, I think Marquette can cover that seven and a half. I think Creighton's a really good team, but this is a conference game. I think it's going to be a war. Uh, I'm on Nevada as my top play. Lay it. And I like Pepperdine uh, laying the points. I got it at one and a half. It moved to two and a half against UNLV. I also like LSU tonight. Uh, I think Maryland. Uh, will beat Rutgers. I like Eastern Kentucky, Ole Miss, but Central Arkansas to cover the 21 and a hook. So not many games, but some decent ones to bet on. Kevin Durant finally made his debut for the Nets last night. Scotty, 18 points in 17 minutes for him. Nice uh, after not playing for what it was, uh, just about two, two and a half years after the injury. Here he is, Scotty, on yes after the game. Felt good to be back on the court. Here's KD. Man, it felt good. I mean, um, obviously the circumstances are different. No fans in the stands, and I know the Nets fans were looking forward to this day. Um, but hopefully, they enjoyed it on TV. And it's a first step for me as a player, you know, getting back on the court, getting back into my routine. And you know, I felt good. I felt like I knocked some rust off early on, and I just got to keep building from here. I mean, they looked really good. His first play of the game was a, a baseline flush dunk at, you know, 6'10 and a hook uh, running in on the left side. He, he got his defender to step up a, a foot into him, and he just ran around in baseline and flew through the air and threw it down. Uh, I thought Kyrie looked fantastic as well. I've never doubted him as a player. Uh, when he's playing, he's such a badass, but he never plays. So I got a problem with that. I got a problem with his whole – uh, hatred toward the media, blaming the media for all the problems in the world, race, everything else. He blames the media for everything. That's pathetic. And I'm also disappointed in you, Carver High. Very disappointed that you would blow off Paige Buecher's debut I'm at sorry. UConn. I saw you jumped right over that to go to Durant. Up the, what a swing and a miss by you. That girl can flat out play. Uh, I hope my daughter Chop plays like her. She started her career at UConn with about a 17-5-5 and five with five steals to go with it. Very first game ever. She's going to break every one of Brianna Stewart's records at UConn. That girl is a freak for the Pharrell. I was going to swing back to her if I had Liar. time at the end of the segment. Do not worry. Liar. I would not leave Paige out. She had an unbelievable game, first game for the Huskies. Nice job. Uh, you did mention Kyrie Irving uh, finally talked to the media, graced his presence to everybody. Um, what does it matter what he says anyway? There is more preseason games tonight, Scotty. NBA preseason oh. in full effect. Pelicans heat, Raptors hornets, Mavs bucks. 
the Grizz and the T-Wolves. I mean, Suns, Jazz, late night. A lot of rack for you tonight, Scotty. Give me the Heat. Give me the Raptors. Give me the Bucks. <laughs> give me the uh, T-Wolves. I have no idea why. And, uh, oh, like, no, I got to go Jazz at home. Uh, I think the other night, too, when we did it, I got every single game wrong, just like I ought to preseason uh, you basketball. Can't, you sucks. can't pick these games. Did you, see the, did you see the Lakers thump the Clippers last night? What was it? Uh, yes. 131 to 106. Uh, nice job by the Clippers in preseason last night. You know what? The guy I hate the most is, and I think he's a hack. He's got no game whatsoever. I think he's terrible. He should be playing with me on Saturday and Sunday mornings. Patrick Beverly with his big mouth. But you know what? It's one thing to be great and have a mouth. It's another thing to suck as bad as he does and talk as much crap as he does. That guy's getting into it with Harold. You know what Harold would do to Patrick Beverly? He would snap him in two like a pretzel. Uh, I agree with you 100%. Uh, here's today's daily James Harden update. Uh, he's still pushing for a trade despite the John Wall addition. I guess he doesn't want to play with John Wall. He doesn't care. He still wants a trade. And the Heat, Scotty, seem to be one of the teams that have come to the front and said we might have some interest, might be willing to deal for James Harden. They've said a couple of their players, or reportedly said a couple of their players are not off the table, whether it be Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, etc. Maybe the Heat and the Rockets could be a match, Scotty. I mean, if I'm the, you know, if I'm the Heat and I want to get Harden, I have to realize that the Rockets are going to want, uh, in my opinion, Hero and Adebayo, hands down. It's that simple. Everyone that wants him has to give up their best players. That's it. There's no getting around. There's yeah. no draft picks and some guy that rides the pines. I don't think they have the goods unless they got the stones to give up Adebayo, and there's no way they're giving him up. He's not playing there. I'll keel over if he ends up there. The competition committee recommends a 15-man active roster. Want to make the bench a little bit bigger with the COVID season that the NBA is going to be playing. LaMelo Ball made his debut for the Hornets. He was scoreless, did have a couple of assists. Nice job by him. And did you see that Jason Tatum? Some great, great assists. assists. Some nice moves by Ball. Jason Tatum picked up a couple of inches, Scotty. He's gone from 6'8 to 6'10. A freak. He's still growing, bro. What is going on? How is that possible when you're his age? I mean, don't you stop growing at some point before you're 21? This guy's now 6'10, my ass. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right. Uh, Pharrell, back on uh, Coast to Coast with you. Uh, Carver, where are we starting here on uh, the Indians? Yes, uh, the Cleveland baseball team, they will be the Indians for this season, Scotty. Uh, One more year of the Cleveland Indians, and then they will change their nickname for the 2022 season. So no Cleveland baseball team. They will be the Cleveland Indians for one more year, and then the name will change. We had heard for a while that this was in the works, and now we know uh, the Indians will be no more. We expected it, right, Scotty? 
Well, what is worse than announcing it uh, that you're going to change your name and then uh, the next day, like allegedly they were going to tell us what the name was going to be the next day, right? And then that didn't happen. They just announced that they were going to change their name and they're going to do it a year from now. Like at at this point, who cares? Who cares at all that you're doing that when we have to wait another year for it? I mean, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. Just they're the Cleveland Indians still through 2021. That's all there is to it. Uh, Some news for the Mets. They hired Jared Porter to be their GM. He was the assistant GM in Arizona. He also spent some time with Theo Epstein in both Chicago and Boston, so he gets a chance to be the Met GM. They also are going to sign catcher James McCann, four-year, $40 million deal. So the Mets are off and running. We'll see if they can do some other stuff. Yankees and DJ LeMayu, this is a problem, Scotty. They are apparently $25 million apart on a contract situation, and the both of them are going to start potentially looking at other options. Yankees cannot have this, Scotty. They need to re-sign DJ. Yeah, I think they'll uh, get that deal done. I think that $20 million apart is a drummed-up media story, to be honest with you. Nobody knows what the dollars are in their negotiation. Cashman doesn't go around bragging about what he's offering players. And I got to go back to the Mets for a second. I mean, how uninspiring, the, not only the GM hire. Now, I know he worked with Theo Epstein. That doesn't make him Theo Epstein. I think this is a stale bread hire. This is awful. And then McCann is okay. I keep telling you, you want to win? Get Bauer. Get Lindor. Uh, James McCann is not carrying the Mets to a world championship. It's just not enough. No, Red Sox sign Hunter Renfro as well. That'll get things going. That's a lousy deal, too. Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360.